team, it's Jesse. Due to the nature of the content of this episode, we wanted to put in a quick trigger warning for you. We will be covering the topics of sexual assault, attempted rape, and use of date rape drugs during this episode. So if you're sensitive to any of those topics, maybe skip this week, but make sure to join us next week for episode nine. everyone and welcome to on wednesdays we watch one tree hill the podcast where a bunch of nostalgic millennials watch a tv show they either grew up with or have never seen before in their entire lives as always my name is brody and with me i have caitlin hi and jesse oh hello and today we are going to be talking about season one episode eight of one tree hill titled the search for something more which fun fact is a song by the band antifreeze I want to know where they find these bands. Who are these bands? I don't I, know. I don't know. But yeah, a lot that's, can be said that's about Mark Schwann, but his taste in music is very, like, diverse. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Anywho, we open up this episode with Brooke waking up in Peyton's bed from the night before. So... If you missed last week's episode, Brooke got super hammered at this basketball party and passed out on Nathan's floor was where we left her. So we're assuming that Nathan then took her to Peyton's house. Or called Peyton and or told called Peyton, Peyton to come and get Peyton her. Came. Yeah, exactly. One or the other. And so Brooke wakes up from the night before, very hazy about what happened because, you know, Brooke drank a hell of a lot. And of that vodka brand vodka. Ooh, that vodka brand vodka. It'll, it'll get you. It'll get you. It'll yeah. sneak up on you. Yeah. And then Peyton also tells her that she freaked out while hooking up with Lucas last night. And Brooke says that she needs to change her karma. That Brooke's like, I need to stop. Because this is now two weekends in a row where I woke up and I have no idea what happened the night before. Yeah. 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 And yeah. And then we cut to Nathan who sort of finds Haley and Lucas at a record shop and he tries to tell her that he didn't even know that there was a note. And, you know, he asks if she's cool and she's like, no, but she believes that he's sorry. And she thinks that them hanging out or doing anything beyond tutoring is a bad idea and walks off. Poor sad Nathan. <laughs> womp, womp. womp womp. I'm not even he's- sure she wanted to continue tutoring him at that point. Like, no. yeah. I'm pretty sure she was ready to hand him off to someone else. Yeah. 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 And then we, then we cut to Peyton and Brooke immediately going shopping at a lingerie store. Yeah. Nonchalantly. Cause you know, Hey, it's the WB in the early two thousands. Why <laughs> aren't teenage girls shopping at lingerie stores? It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> we got to get that 0.05% of heterosexual. WB programming. <laughs> Listen, I would go as far as to say that that scene was for the girls and the gays. Like, (laughs) (laughs) that was not for the straight men watching that show. That was for the girls and the gays. Because you want to know what my straight boyfriend commented on the most in in the last two episodes, really. Um, It was all the low-rise jeans and how much he hates low-rise jeans. That's all... (laughs) He was commenting on fashion wise. I mean, yeah, and that is so 2003 fashion of low rise jeans and a lingerie top. 
that that yep. works that works yeah Ugh. put a trendy jacket over the top you're set you're every, fine every every time one of the girls sat down he's like ugh low-rise <laughs> jeans <laughs> oh my god i love it i love it i love it yeah, so, but while they're doing that, Brooke decides that she needs to fix people's love lives, and maybe then the universe will let her love life get back on track, and she decides she's going to start with Nathan and Haley, because she really screwed that up, and she has Peyton try on what she calls, what, I think, jungle slutty chic lingerie, which is a leopard print lingerie thing. It was really and cute. It was really cute. It was really cute. It was really cute. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and says that, yeah, we totally know what you're now going to wear tonight because we're going to a party at Duke at the college. And it's like, wait, weren't you trying to not <laughs> party and do all this stuff, Brooke? But okay, fine. Sure, great. We're going to a party at Duke. It's fine. Great, great. Great. I would great. like to interject as the resident Carolinian and just inform everyone that watch being from North Carolina and watching this show, like... There are things that they do geographically that pain me. And this was one of those times. <laughs> right? Because like, that's what I was wondering. How far is Duke actually from where they are? From Wilmington, two and a yeah. half hours. Yeah. So I, so I just want to know where, I, where on the map of North Carolina is Tree Hill that Brooke and Peyton can make a, can be at Duke. And also, Nathan's parents have a beach house where they can have a party after the basketball game. Because <laughs> Nathan, Nathan's parents who own a beach house that they can party at after a basketball game, to me, that says, oh, Tree Hill's a beach town, like Wilmington. Wilmington and Duke are two and a half hours apart. Okay, Duke is not, like, it's very inland, correct? It's in the middle of the fucking state. There we go. Like, I lived, like, when I lived in North Carolina, I lived closer to Duke than I did to Tree Hill, a.k.a. Wilmington. Yeah. Like, and uh, yeah. when I went to the beach for the day, it was a two and a half hour drive. Well, we're not even going to talk about that. We're not even going to acknowledge the fact that D D Tree Hill, North Carolina, somehow has an international airport. <laughs> oh, no. It does. We'll get to that. Oh, it does. That was a connecting to New York or Atlanta type of. Uh, well, here's that, hoping. That, here's that hoping. Connecting to RDU to connect to, to JFK to go to Italy. Here's <laughs> hoping. Here's hoping. Oh God. God. Anyway, getting ahead of ourselves here. I, no, later. Yeah, Continue. later, yeah. later, later, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so Peyton and Brooke are gonna go to this party at Duke. Great, whatever. They're gonna drive three hours. Whatever. <laughs> who, who knows? Who cares? It's a TV show. So we go to the, we're at the cafe and Deb is finally eating a meal at the cafe, which she said she needed to do last episode. She said she finally needed to eat something there. And she just commented, the omelet was delicious, Karen. They're best friends now. They're yeah. best friends. And uh, quite honestly, I am here for it. What? Okay. Give me all the Deb and Karen content. I'm here for it. Yeah. Completely. So I'm, I have a gross question. Okay. When colloquially... When two men have sex with the same woman, they are Eskimo brothers. What is it called when two women have children fathered by the same man within the same year? I have no idea. I don't know. No. Okay. I, 
See, viewers, if you know, if you know, please let us know no, what your expertise in this is. What? Um, you need to comment on our social media this week with what you would call that phenomenon. <laughs> Not oh, what it's God. actually called. I, what would you, listener, call that phenomenon? That well, I know what I'd call them. What? I'd just call them Caw! Caw! <laughs> That's what I'd, I'd call, call them. it unlucky. <laughs> right? No, poor yeah, tasted no. men. Specifically for those two, I'd call it unlucky bitches. Period. Truly. Yeah. yeah. So while Deb is scarfing down her omelet, Karen opens her mail and finds out she got accepted to a cooking school in Florence. And she tells Deb, well, there's no way I can go. I, I, I did it on a whim. It's fine. I, I, Florence, I can't Florence, Italy, go. not Florence, Florence, South Carolina, which is also a place. There we go. No, Florence, <laughs> Italy. Cooking school. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Karen's like, I'm not going. It's fine. It's fine. And then. On a map, the, Wilmington is closer to Florence, South Carolina than it is to Duke. <laughs> I just want people to know that. I just. <laughs> I just I needed to say it. There we go. There we go. (laughs) This has been North Carolina Geography with Caitlin, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to happen a lot because there are several times in this series where they really botched the geography of North Carolina. Well, you know, hey. Like, a lot. So I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready to be that knowledge. They also botched what's actually in a small town, you know, like... Most small towns don't have a movie theater, a mall, an airport, all of that stuff. They, yeah, no. But I digress. Anyway. Anyway. So, yeah. Then we go to Brooke, who is going to Nathan, who is, of course, working out in his backyard, front yard, <laughs> wherever it is. He's lifting weights on grass, whatever. Brooke and, is her karma fixing outfit, which yes. is a turtleneck and a tan blazer. Yes. Like, I'm, I'm Brooke Davis, and I'm here to fix my karma and sell yes. you a house. <laughs> <laughs> Can I honestly say, though, I took notice promise. of that. I took notice of that outfit. and was like, I actually like that outfit. It's not oh. a bad outfit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> she goes to Nathan to apologize. Sure. No, it's not the worst thing she's ever worn on the show. No, no, no. And hell, she, at least she's not wearing a goddamn poncho. Yeah. <laughs> but she goes to Nathan and apologizes and says that she is going to fix it with him and Haley. And she says, you know, kind of teasingly, with a date. And he's like, what? <laughs> I don't understand. Huh? I'm going to lift weights again. Okay, thanks, Brooke. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of dates... Um, Karen at the cafe offers Keith dinner in as payment to help her put together bookshelves. And they both say it's a date and it's adorable together is not a date. It is an ill-advised couple activity. (laughs) It's are we speaking from experience here, Jesse? Listen, listen, my last relationship, we put together a desk and we had been, we broke up two weeks later. Like this desk was the, uh, boiling point. Just, it was it. It was the turning point of our like five year long relationship. And who got the desk in the breakup? How fucking I did. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's what really matters here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
So yeah, so they say it's a date, and at that point, then Brooke comes into the cafe to talk to Haley, and Haley is having none of her shit, and it is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> of just Haley being like, nope, not happening, we're closed, we're closed. I watched you get hit by a bus. <laughs> right, she asks her, what, what do you like to do on a date, watching you get hit by a bus? Yeah. All right. <laughs> so good. So good. And Brooke's retorts are are so good as well. because she's like, because well, she knows she fucked up, and she's yeah. like, uh, I see. I see what I see what Nathan sees in you. It's great. That feistiness. That's adorable. He's I like, my it. nose thing isn't working on you. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, but she tells Haley that she shouldn't blame Nathan. That Brooke did it all, and she wants to make it up to her. And she says, Nathan's going to be here at 7. Okay, thanks, bye. <laughs> Before Haley realizes she has to be like, no, get hit by a bus again. Eat glass. Yeah, eat glass. <laughs> eat glass. God. Yeah. And uh, then, uh, yeah. And if you didn't already know at this point, a lot of this episode revolves around Italy. Because the next thing we see is Lucas at home listening to a phone message of a man with a very thick Italian accent talking awesome. about... Florence and 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 Signora Roe about coming to Italy and blah 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 blah. Yeah. He's super excited for her to go, but she says she's not gonna go, and he's like, "No, no, no! You should totally go. It's fine. Yes, Mom, go." And she's like, <laughs> eh, "I'll think about it. Whatever." Uh, cut to cut to that night where we have Brooke and Peyton at the Duke party. They drove the three hours very quickly, two and a half, three hours, whatever it is, very quickly. And we find out that Brooke is going to be DD that night. She's not drinking. She's just there to have fun, maybe hook up with a college boy and for Peyton to have some fun too. And Brooke finds herself, you know, she goes through like a line of guys that are literally just lined up there. And she's like, nope, 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 nope. Yes, to the Abercrombie model. Lands on the love interest from Sleepover. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, yes. And I believe his name is Sean Ferris. Sean I, Ferris. I yes. know him by that mole any day. Yep. Yeah. That, yeah I don't dreamy. think I've seen Sleepover. I, it's oh. on either Netflix or Hulu, and it is a goddamn treasure. It's yes. got... Is it, is it one of those ones that's like... like who's in it? It's uh, Carmen from Spy Kids, Alexa Vega. Yeah. And, uh, uh, like, three nondescript blonde girls. I don't know. Oh, wait, yes. Okay, no, I have seen this movie. I don't remember yeah. much about it, but yes, I have seen it. Yeah. No, it's a great movie, but it just nobody, like, it didn't get a lot of attention when it first no. came out. But it's great. It's great. And he's great in it. And it's just, it cracks, cracks so up that he's horrible. there. Yeah. Just, like... So 2003, exactly. That's one of the things I will say that I'm loving most about this show is all of the, like, one-off guest star appearances. Like in episodes right? when the villain from Brink showed up. Yep. And when, when this guy shows up. And um, I'm just going to throw it out here really quick before things get serious. Um Peyton's very on brand, like, oh, the broody guy listening to records painting his fingernails was in Everwood. And I was, uh, I, I was very excited to see him until I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, and even Brooke, like, literally goes to the line and then she sees Sean Ferris and goes, ooh, Abercrombie. Yep. <laughs> 
Which is also very 2003, because in 2003, we were all wearing four polos. Yeah, four polos and low-rise jeans. Yep. Yeah. God, what a time to be alive in the early 2000s. I quote-unquote, kind of cool in the seventh grade when I wore my first Abercrombie t-shirt. Yep. (laughs) Yep, it was cool to have a billboard across your chest of what brand you were wearing. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, nobody had to guess what you were wearing because the brand was all over it. Like, either your front or your ass, either one, did not matter. That's how it went. Right. It was a great marketing campaign for a while. Uh, Well, and the fact that you couldn't walk into an Abercrombie store without smelling like it for the rest of the day. Without choking? Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, the first of all, choking on it as soon as you walked in and like, oh my God. Yeah. 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 No, I was always too poor for Abercrombie, so I settled for, like, Old Navy graphic mm. teeth with the big Old Navy across the chest, <laughs> yep. and, like, so that no one would notice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. For me, it was always Abercrombie and American Eagle. Yeah. Yep. 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 Nope. Not Hollister. Hollister was never a thing where I was. Yeah. No, I was too poor for that. Unless I could find like a a, a a men's shirt at a at a Goodwill that was Abercrombie, like because I was also too fat to fit into the clothes. So like, <laughs> yeah, no, Ugh. just Abercrombie was never for me. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So anyway, Brooke finds her Abercrombie model, and Peyton finds herself a seemingly nice gothy college guy who has Big- really good taste in music, and she's like. Oh my god, he likes the same music I do. It's kind of cool. Great. Poor joke because he is coma boyfriend from Everwood, and that is all he'll ever be to me. So coma boy. Oh god. Coma boyfriend because the love interest in Everwood. When when Greg Smith first first meets her, she's like, "I have a boyfriend. He's been in a coma for a year, and that's a big thing." So and it's like, and then he like comes back from his coma later in the series. Um. So oh this is no. Coma boyfriend <laughs> wow things i need to watch because i've never seen an episode of everwood in oh, brody i will let me let me burst your everwood virginity <laughs> but yeah so it's like okay cool they both found boys it's great whatever who needs lucas well apparently we do because the next scene is lucas going to the river court and seeing all of his old friends and they all are like dude do we know you we don't know who you are. Who the hell are you? What the what the hell? You finally coming back? What what okay, great. So yeah, we see junk skills, Fergie and Mouth again, and it's great. Mouth. Nope, never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but then we immediately go back. And we get to... the infamous, oh you got a cell phone now line. <laughs> nope, not yet. Not yet. Almost. Not, not yet. Not yet. Um, yeah, no, but then we go back to the girls at the Duke party. Um and Brooke is doing nothing but flirting with that Abercrombie guy shamelessly. And Peyton impresses the goth guy with her knowledge of music. They're kind of hitting it off. And he asks her if she wants a drink. And she kind of says, okay, yeah, sure. And he says, yeah, and then we can look up my bootleg vinyls. After. Coolio, after. She agrees to drink after he calls her out on being a high schooler. Yep. And calls yep. her straight edge. Yep. Yep. So manipulated her into having a drink. Yes. And so while he's pouring that drink, we also then see him put a roofie in the drink. (sighs) 
boyfriend, you disappoint me. Come on. Yep. And then to do a complete 180, we get Haley and Nathan. And Nathan meets Haley at the cafe and pretty much says, well, Brooke gave us... I second about the enthusiasm with which Nathan knocks on the door to a business that is still open. Oh, like... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was it was it was it not closed? I thought they were closed. They might. I mean, yeah, but they're all still like sitting there. But even then, like just the enthusiasm with which he knocks on that door. He's very excited. Oh, He's very excited. He's so excited to go on his date with Haley. I say, I'm not like I wasn't like. I like I'm not like making fun of him like you're stupid like it's yeah. like a, oh I know I know it's so cute I know <laughs> I love it yeah so he goes to pick up Haley and he tells her that they've got these cards they've got these adorable pink cards to read and they give them little instructions about what to do and Haley agrees fine we'll do this I can bail whenever I want right he's the kiss whenever you want whatever it's fine and it's absolutely adorable period yeah. Um, I will give you the progression of my notes on this episode because it goes from putting furniture together is not a date, bad idea. And then like three lines later, serial date, however, is a date and is cute. (laughs) Right? Right? Uh, Yes. Yes. It's adorable. And then again, this, this episode has been called like 180 of like really cute feels to really like icky feels. Cause like the next thing we have is back to Brooke and Peyton at the party. And Brooke realizes that her Abercrombie model is still in high school. school. After they have a whole conversation of like, which dorm should we go to? Your dorm? Not my dorm. I have a roommate. Not my dorm. I can't. No, my roommate's sick. Blah, blah, whatever it is. Well, my car? Car will work. That's great. That's fine. Whatever. (laughs) Phone rings. It's his mom. Mom. (laughs) You said I could be out till midnight. And then Brooke uh, says the funniest thing, what kind of loser pretends he's in college? Like Brooke, uh, Brooke, Brooke Davis here. Sweetie, uh, that's what you're doing, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And then it gets even worse because then we get to Peyton and she's really, really out of it. And she realizes that, you know, goth dude slipped her something and he... Pushes her down on the bed and starts to force himself on her, which is just... Oh, it's so creepy. It's so it, creepy. And it's meant to be. I mean, it's meant to be. music so nobody can hear her. Yep, turns he up, turns up the music, shuts the door and locks it, and, yeah, climbs on top of her. And it's just... Yeah. yeah. Thankfully, immediately after that, which, quite honestly, I think originally there was a commercial break between that, which I would have... Yeah. I could not have handled if I was watching it with a commercial in between that. This but, is... <clears throat> This is really early in a series, let alone a season, I feel like, for this kind of, like, really heavy stuff. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's heavy, and it's not fun, and it's it's just, uh, yeah, it's bad. But good thing is, as soon as we get back from the quote-unquote commercial, whatever, Brooke finds Peyton, because she calls her, and Peyton has enough strength to actually answer the phone. So she can kind of hear the music and realize that she's in that door. She's in that dorm room and the RA or whoever, I think it's the guy's roommate. I think is who she says, lets her in and she pushes the guy off Peyton and gets Peyton out of there. So Peyton's out of there. Great. And he proceeds to say every gaslighting thing in the fucking book. Yeah. Yep. 
piece of shit. Yeah. No, the only thing, like, I think it was handled really well. It it didn't feel too much like, like, handled really well is such a shitty thing to say, but it didn't, like, it didn't feel gratuitous, you know? It felt like a real thing that could have happened. The only, like, small critique I have is I do feel like it, this really unfortunate thing that happened to Peyton all like is being used as a redemption arc for Brooke. And that sits weird with me. Like, I wish they could have found, like, I will say Brooke's karma is restored after this day, this evening, but I wish there could have been another way for Brooke to restore her karma, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. I just I just feel like plot what it felt like they were endangering like literally endangering one of their characters to benefit another one, you know. Yeah. And I and I will say this, one thing I do like about One Tree Hill and I think this is the first time we see it and it's not so much like you said endangering one character to help another one. But this show has a really, really good way of like spontaneously, as it happens in real life, having a very real life scary situation happen to these characters kind of out of the blue that just makes you kind of go, oh, shit, completely. I mean, there's a few times throughout the entire series where this happens and you're just like, oh, my God, okay, this is some heavy crap going on to these characters right now out of all of this stuff. And it's I think that's the one thing to strength of this show is how well they handle those. Mm-hmm. And how well, or if there's goes, build up, yeah. how subtle it is, and how well they call back when yep. it happens. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. So Brooke gets Peyton out of there, and then we cut to um, Keith and Karen, who are both say they're done settling and that they should take chances for what they want. It's build up this entire time because Keith thinks that they're talking about the fact that he told Karen he loved her. And that they want to be together. Karen's talking about obviously going to Florence, not South Carolina, Florence, Italy. <laughs> and then so it's another are, scene about that, about and that, and it's yeah. Blocked by the bread. <laughs> yep. Then yeah. Yep. Then the bread. Then the bread maker. The oven. The oven dings. The bread whatever. Ma- whatever. <laughs> bread. The, the bread oh, box shit. hot thing. Right. Whatever that is. <laughs> whatever that is. It's fine. This is why we have a podcast. We talk good. (laughs) We talk very good. Yeah. So next thing we see is Lucas back at the river court. And yes, then his cell phone rings. And everyone goes, you have a cell phone? (laughs) He fancy. He got cell phone. And it's Brooke. She calls Lucas because she's panicked because they're outside of the dorm rooms and Peyton isn't waking up. They're laying on the steps and Peyton won't wake up. And so Lucas... Runs off in his truck to go meet them. Great. 180. Back to Haley and Nathan. So their pink card took them to the lingerie store again. Who knew that was going to be a repeat offender this episode? Uh. (laughs) But yeah, they go back to the lingerie store and they are told that they have to um, purchase a gift for each other at the lingerie store and exchange it on the way to their next date. Great. 180. We flip 180 again. We're back at Duke and some random med student girl comes up to Brooke and Peyton as Lucas is there 
and is like, what's going on? What's happening? You know, is she, what did she, I need to know what she got slipped so we can figure out what's wrong with her. So the med student volunteers to wait with Peyton while Brooke shows Lucas where gothy dipshit is. And Lucas breaks down the door after, after quite honestly telling the guy, is your RA here? Go get him. Go get your RA. Go get your RA. Breaks down the door, pins the guy up against the wall and tells it and asks him what he gave Peyton. He's being a dipstick and is like, I didn't give her anything, man, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So then he rails into him again and he's like, okay, fine. It's over there at the counter or on his, in his, on his dresser, whatever. And Lucas takes it and then punches the crap out of him. Yes. As he should and walks off. So yay. So yay, yay, yay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And then Lucas gets Peyton and Brooke back to Peyton's house. And Peyton, or Peyton's obviously passed out on her bed. And Brooke and Lucas both feel really bad. Brooke feels awful about it because she's the one who put Peyton in that situation. And they both decide they're going to stay and watch over Peyton until she wakes up. She's going to be fine. She just needs to sleep it off. It's fine. You know, thank God, whatever. Yeah, great. Then we get back to 180 to Nathan and Haley, and they exchange their gifts at the lingerie store. And she got Nathan socks. Which is a total me move. I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah. Yep. <laughs> totally. And he got her Which, some honestly, really. Honestly, though, for a virgin who has never been on a real date before, probably at this point in her life. I probably also would have bought him socks. Yeah. I would have <laughs> gone a little fancier than just like plain black socks. Like is my yeah. They would have had an animal on them. They would have had some polka dots. They would have had preferably some kind of really bad food pun because those are my favorite kind of socks. But uh no, the black socks are fine for yeah. first try, Haley. Good. <laughs> Good job, Hales. Good job, Haley. Good and he job, even says girl. he's like, "You got me socks," and she's like, "Bitch, I was playing it safe." Right. Uh-huh. Get it, Haley. And then he gets her. We don't even really see what he gets her. It's some sort of like lingerie nightgown thingy, majigger. It just but looks like it was a really nice like nightgown. Yeah. 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 Well, you I, don't. And you don't see but, a lot of it because I think yeah. that's what they intended. And he's like, <laughs> and she's like, "This is really nice." And so they find out their next card takes them to, um, to dinner. Yeah. To dinner. They take them to a restaurant and they're supposed to order their favorite meal for each other. And Nathan tells Haley that this is just always, this feels so different to him. He never did this with Peyton. It was always parties and hooking up and that was it. And, and this is where, and she says, she says, um, is it different in a good way or different in a, bad way and he's like it's in a good way it's good it's good and then we cut to keith and karen again who well like i do have one thing oh yeah uh, boyfriend hot take um during the date ben's like i'm starting to hate nathan a little less and i'm blaming his dad for all of his actions now but i'm still not a fan is uh is the boyfriend <laughs> hot take <laughs> there we go there we love go Love it, love it, love it. So yeah, then we cut to Keith and Karen and their whole kind of like miscommunication thing they've been doing this entire episode comes to a head because they say, oh, well, we need to talk. And he says that she should go first. And she says, fine, I want to go to Italy. And he goes, oh, oh, 
okay. <laughs> and he says, you know, if her instincts are telling her to go, then she should go. You know, she should really, she should do it. You know, take time for herself. She's given up all of this stuff for Lucas and everything her entire life. Let her, let's do, do something for yourself. Great. Uh, great, great, great. All the sweetness in the Scott family. He Every really did. Problem. He really did. Oh, yep. Really did. Um, so yeah, then we go back to, uh, back at Peyton's house and Brooke and Lucas have a really sweet conversation, um, over coffee that, that Lucas made for Brooke about, you know, Lucas's story and about how it's just him and his mom. And we find out kind of the timeline of how he and Nathan came to be. So Dan got Karen pregnant right at the end of senior year. Three months later during first semester of college is when he got his, when he got Deb pregnant. We also get the classic question. You don't have any brothers, do you? (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then she realizes what she's done. And she goes, (laughs) oh. And then we get like a nice tight shot on that soul patch when he's giving her that look. Just, just the tight. Shot right. on that little blonde soul patch there. Right. And it's but like, she does give her signature no scrunch after she says, Oh, sorry. It's true. No scrunch. It's true. It's it's, it's a Brooke Davis fave. It's yeah. what she does. It's what she does. It's great. It's great. It's great. So then we cut to Haley and Nathan, and they're really kind of opening up to each other. They're like really enjoying themselves. They the well, the last card says for them to like tell a secret. And Haley tells him why she started tutoring. It's because her mom got really sick and her dad was out of town. And so she had to take care of her. So she didn't have enough time to study. And so for her own karma balance, she decides to start tutoring. And that's how she became a tutor like two years ago. And it's really sweet. They're really connecting. And then the basketball douches show up. Ugh. And they're like, Nathan, what are you doing with Haley? This is weird. What the hell? And give him a hard time, he's and he's he's like, he's oh no, this tutor. isn't a date. This isn't a date. She's my tutor. Blah 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 blah. And Haley gets up and asks Nathan why he's only nice to her when they're alone, and storms oh, off. Ouch. And he's like, Haley, Haley, wait. And I really wanted him to run after her, but at the same time, I was like, no, he can't dine in ditch. He's got to pay for that meal. Yeah. Poor guy. Also, we get another good Haley James line where she's like, you know what? Just when I was starting to think you weren't a son of a bitch, right? <laughs> you got me again. Right? <laughs> Haley James for the win. Haley James for the Haley win. Haley James, queen of not putting up with toxic bullshit as a 16-year-old. Yes. Because Get could it. not be me. Get it, Haley. Like, Get it, girl. Yeah. So, 16-year-old me would have continued to sit there. Right? <laughs> yeah. So then we get to back to Peyton's room, and she wakes up. And Lucas is there, and they talk, and he explains what happens, and she's freaked out, but she thanks him. For helping her and she apologizes to Lucas and he's like for what and she says all sorts of things in the best Peyton Sawyer way she can of you know nondescript non-specific like descriptions <laughs> ever I don't like I don't like sharing my feelings right yeah nope. yeah which mood <sighs> yeah and then we then cut to Lucas driving Brooke seemingly back to Duke to, to get, get her, her car. car to get her yeah. car and she tells Lucas, well, he asks, why did she call him? And why didn't she call Nathan or any of the other guys? And she said, because she knew that he'd come through for them. And he tells Brooke that he didn't think that Brooke was that tough of a person, but he was clearly wrong. And that if she ever needs anything, that she can call him. 
Which, she gives him a really sweet kiss on the cheek and she gets out of his truck. I don't know if I'm reading too much into this, but um, Lucas and Haley both have the same line because in the card last episode to Nathan, she said, call me if you need anything. And like anything was underlined. And Lucas says the exact same thing with the same emphasis in this episode. Hmm. So... Like, I thought that was nice. I'm sure it wasn't on purpose, but I'm like, they're friends. Yeah. They, you know, they hang out a lot together. They they have the same line. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, I did notice that, and yeah. I almost wondered, because, like, like you said, Lucas and Haley are best friends, and so Lucas now knows the entire fucking story of what Brooke did to, Na- to Nathan and Haley. Mm-hmm. Oh! Mm-hmm. So... So now it's like, I almost wonder if he's like, he's saying it to her and using that inflection because Brooke used it against Haley to be like, ooh, you like Nathan. Right. Like, But I think genuinely, I think quite honestly, this made Lucas see Brooke in a very, very different light than what yeah. she's been. And I think that's what the audience saw for the first time was yeah. not shallow party girl Brooke. We saw honest, caring, who gives a shit about her friends and the people she loves, Brooke. Who will do anything for her friends, Brooke. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's adorable. It's super sweet. And then we get to Nathan throwing rocks at Haley's window early in the morning. Hold on. I meant to say, in the last episode, when Jesse was talking about the most 2003 thing to happen, Uh being them hooking up to... Adam Levine and songs about Jane. No. Yep. Yep. Haley and Nathan kissing to Hoobastank, Dare You to Move, is the most 2003. And it's not Hoobastank. It was, um, it's Switchfoot. Switchfoot. It's Switchfoot. And I can only think of a walk to remember when I hear that song. Oh, God. I can only see Shane West driving down the highway, crying his eyes out because Mandy Moore has cancer. And it's all I can see in my brain. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so can I get back to telling the story? Yes. Of what? So, yeah. This show? We're talking about we're talking about right now. We're on a very important tangent. Great. So no, he's throwing rocks at what he thinks is Haley's window, and Haley comes up behind him and goes, What are you trying to do? Wake up my parents? That's their window, dumbass. And it's the best. And Nathan being super sweet and nice admits that he screws up a lot and but being around Haley now he decides he's just he just wants to be someone good enough to be seen with her and she says a whole line about being you know like surprised by whatever he does and then yeah he just kisses her and it's oh my god so adorable I can't even stand it my heart it just Uh. oh my god Who would have thought that Nathan, Nathan, Nathan Scott, Nathan Scott would be the one to give me all of the butterfly feels out of any of these characters. So my note about this scene is because, you know, they're going through and she's like, you fucked up. There's not a single thing on this planet and anything in the world that you could do that would make me change my mind. He kisses her and she goes, oh, except that. And then they kiss to dare you to move by Switchfoot. And my note here was, oh, look, the beginning of my belief that you can change a man. notes by uh for the last episode i wrote nathan is really into Haley, isn't he is she going to make him a decent person <laughs> the short 
answer is yes. And that's not that's not a spoiler at this point. The short no, answer is because I mean, yeah, because yes. Yeah, so they kiss and it's absolutely adorable. And it's just, oh my god, I love them so much. Um, yeah, so then we cut back to the cafe and um, we find out that Deb offers to run the cafe for Karen while she's gone because Karen was all ready to go, but hadn't thought about the cafe and ran the numbers this morning and just thought, I just, I can't go. I can't be closed for six weeks. And Deb's like, no, I'll run the cafe. It's fine. You can teach me the big stuff now. Haley can teach me the little stuff later. It's fine. We'll figure it out. And Karen's like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. yeah. The Deb and Karen, I know we're going to, I'm going to say this forever and always. The Deb and Karen friendship is really giving me life right now. It's right? Really yeah. like what I am here for at this very moment. Yeah. It's just yeah. like a healthy, like, let's put the past behind us, like, grown-ass woman friendship. That's yeah. really... Exactly. <laughs> yep. Fact. Fact. My 31-year-old heart, that's all I need right now. Then yep. we get a really cute scene at the river court where the boys are playing basketball again, and they all stop, and Lucas keeps going, and he's like, what? And Skills is like, she's not here to watch me play, dude. And and Brooke comes and she sits next to Mouth and she's like, What's your name? And he's like, Mouth. And she's I'm like, yelling my Lucas from my couch. His name is Mouth, Jesse. Period. Never. Oh, you'll call him Mouth by the end of it, I promise. No, I bet you money I will not. <laughs> Not a day in my life. No. I'm going to mail that to you with my character <laughs> predictions. Um, Jesse never calls him by that name. Never. Oh my god! But no, I so think she is forever. So he says his name is Mouth, and she's like, "Oh my god, that was my nickname in summer camp." <laughs> and then she realizes what she said, and she went, "Oh no, because I slept with my mouth open." Uh huh. Yeah. And she then tells him, are you, do you have a girlfriend? And he's like, yeah, no, no, I don't. And she's like, oh, that's fine. I, I'm really good at hooking people up. It's fine. Which is just adorable. It's adorable mouth and Brooke content that I didn't know I needed, but I did. What's even better, though, is the scene next, which is Deb and Dan. And Ugh. Deb telling Dan that she's going back to work. And he's like, that's great, honey. The foundation's so lucky. And she's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to go to work at Karen's Cafe. And Dan's like, what? Huh? Where are the hidden cameras? You've got to be kidding me. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. the phrase payback's an ugly emotion? Yep. Yep. Okay, so then the next scene, which is adorable. So, yes, to answer your question, yes, Haley makes Nathan a better person because literally then the next scene we see them at school and he's with his boys and he sees Haley and he's like, no, boys, I'll catch up with you later. And he goes to Haley and he moves some hair out of her face. Oh. And it's absolutely adorable. And my heart melts. And, ah, oh, Naley, I'm such a Naley stan. It's oh, fine. The worst ship name, Naley? Naley. Naily, it's what they are. They're Naily. It's fine. <laughs> what? Nathan? No. Naily. <laughs> Naily. Naily. It's been Naily for how many years? No. Yep. I'm it's Naily. fixing this fandom. I am coming in and fixing it. <laughs> <laughs> Good God luck, sweetie. Speed. Good luck. Good <laughs> luck and Godspeed, sweetie. Yeah. So, yeah. So that happens. And then Keith takes Karen to the airport and for her four connecting flights, apparently. And yes. before that, she leaves, they kiss. 
They kiss. They kiss. That what? that tight, tight 2003 airport security, though. Do mm-hmm. you see that security line? Yep. Not an x-ray, not a metal detector. None. Just two None, 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 none. One security guard just yep. waving people. Yep, through. yeah. So, and then the last scene is there, Lucas, Peyton, and Brooke are at school. Brooke, or not, sorry, not Brooke, Peyton, um, goes to Lucas and gives him a hug and tells him that she owes him one. And then she meets up with Brooke. Brooke turns to look at Lucas and they're both walking away hand in hand. And Lucas is just staring at them like confused as all hell about what to do. Cause now it just seems like he likes both of them now. And what the hell? Yeah. And yay. Love triangles. Thus begins my love triangle. Not just a love triangle. But my crusade of Nathan is the better Scott brother. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The crusade has begun. So, yeah. It's so hard for me to argue about this before this moment because Jesse. You'll have ammo soon. It's fine. About Nathan and Haley. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Or about this impending love triangle. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's the end of the episode. Um, I love this episode, too. I love this episode. Um, fun fact, Jesse, do you know why they had Karen go to Florence for six weeks? Um, my guess is Moira had another gig. Oh, no, she's pregnant. Oh. Yeah. She's, like, big, fat pregnant. You don't, the only time, you can see it. If you go back and watch at the airport when she turns away, you can see her big, fat, pregnant belly. They could not hide it well enough to do a wide shot of her turning and going away. Oh, yeah. she was she's she was it, pregnant. She <laughs> found out she was pregnant. I think after they filmed the pilot, oh. and th- yeah, so it was like she was already in. They already knew how much they loved her on the show, and they yeah. were like, "Fine, we'll give you time." You know, whatever. So I mean, yeah. if you wa- look back, and I've noticed it now because you know I'm watching them back a second time um, for the podcast that they you do not see a full body shot of Karen after like the second or third episode. And she is always in a jacket. She's always, like, behind the counter of the cafe. She's always behind something, around something. They do everything they can to cover up her pregnant belly. Yeah. I mean, there's a history of shows doing that, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why they just have the mom randomly, you know, leave for six weeks. Okay. And also, because... I hate myself, and therefore I have to make you guys hate yourselves. I have to share oh, this fun fact. Oh, oh boy. So, in 2015, when I was working at... Was it 2015? I was working at a hotel in my college town. I met Moira Kelly. Because she stayed at the hotel, and I checked her in. And she was in town because this child that she was pregnant with was now in high school and was competing in a volleyball tournament. No. Yeah. No. So. (laughs) Yep. Yes. So that hurt (laughs) in 2015. And it hurts more now because this child is like graduating college. Oh, God. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. You're welcome um, to this segment of And I Hate Myself. And I hate <laughs> um, No, I, I will say, how does she have the money to just go to Florence, Italy? Not well, South she Korea. used the emergency credit card. But yeah, she used the emergency have, credit card. It's fine. She didn't have the money to hire a plumber like three episodes ago. 
Chad Michael Murray was digging there. Jesse, 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 Jesse. You're, 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 that's, that's moot point. That was like three weeks ago. It's fine. I'm just like. It's fine. I want to know. That, that, I have, yeah, that was one of my ending points of this episode is, but how pay? Um, (laughs) But then, then, then how explain Bebe? Bebe. But how pay is my first question. Um, it's not a question, but it's a it's a a comment. Chad Michael Murray is actually really cute when he opens his eyes. Um, <laughs> oh no! Oh, oh. Uh, his sweetie, fruity- yeah, d- don't expect that to happen at all in this series. So just don't even don't even worry um, about it. He did it once last episode while he and Peyton were making out. When he when he came in way too hot and said he wants more, I want everything, everything, everything is what he wanted. His yeah, his eyes were very open. He was very cute and vulnerable, and I was really into it. And he did it once with Brooke this episode. I think Um, when when he was telling her that she could call him if she needs anything, anything, anything. Uh, But no, it was just like an observation, like. He's actually kind of cute, despite the blonde soul patch. Okay. As long as he opens his eyes. <laughs> okay, there we go. There we go. Thank you. So, yeah, I mean, I like this episode a lot. I mean, obviously, this episode has a lot of heavy stuff in it. But around that heavy storyline is a lot of really cute storyline with it. And it's, I think, what this show does best, honestly, is making really good stories for characters. Very realistic in a... TV show way, if that makes sense. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, yeah. I wish at one point someone would have set me up on a serial date with cards where I had to do a scavenger hunt through town. I, honestly, Come on. I would honestly recreate exactly that date. Like, I don't even necessarily yeah. it to be a yeah. surprise. You know, someone else would have to set it up because yeah. I wouldn't want to know where. Where, they, yeah. But yeah. that's a fucking adorable date. That's so cute. Like, if we're especially coming from someone like Brooke, who at this point in her life has never had a real boyfriend. It was so thoughtful and it was so like, yeah, this is how you get to know someone, you know, that you might like. But like, if we're ranking dates like this mystery envelope date, is it like a 10, a nine or a 10? Mm -hmm. And building furniture is like... (laughs) A zero. <laughs> You're not gonna let that one go, are you? No, no. So here, here's the difference. Here is we have the two 35 year olds trying to date, right. and the two high schoolers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the that's the metaphor here. Yeah, and quite honestly, I'm pretty sure what that what that date was is that literally Karen cooks for him. He builds the shelves, and she watches him build the shelves and talks yeah. to him. He drinks the Correct. wine. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh God. Um. Yeah. No. And before we end, I do have a little epilogue to this episode. Okay. <laughs> to the last two episodes, because last ep- last recording, we established that this should be a two parter, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, literally, the beginning of this episode is the day after right. the events of episode seven. Like so, Brooke is literally in the same slutty red dress that she wakes up in Peyton's bed in. Yeah. Yeah. So the epilogue to, I watched the, these two episodes today, listeners, we recorded them back to back. Um, so we watched, I finished watching these two episodes at about noon. 
today. Mm-hmm. And at 5 p.m., my boyfriend sits down in the chair next to me and says, God, I just really need to know what Brooke's deal is. <laughs> we were like talking about what was for dinner. Like we we'd been watching football all day because evidently I watch football now just out of nowhere. Like I know Brody, it's I'm an athlete. We've discussed. <laughs> I know about basketball okay, rehearsals and I okay. know about um, the Harlem Globetrotters. I, <laughs> I am an athlete and I watch football on Sundays. There we um, go. No, there mostly go. I just try to, I make stupid jokes if we're being honest, but no, out of nowhere. I just really need to know what Brooke's deal is. Um, well, you can tell him. We will find out what Brooke's deal is as we go along. I mean, to be fair, there are nine seasons for us to find out what Brooke's deal so is. So many seasons. I did not know there were so many seasons when I signed on to do this. Book. Yes, you did. I told you. No. I told you how many episodes there were. I think you told me while we were recording episode one how many seasons of this series it's there were. Fine. It's fine. You're fine, Jesse. You're already hooked. And I'm fine. pretty sure, I'm pretty sure even if you quit, I'm pretty sure your boyfriend would just take your place on the podcast. It's true. I'm pretty sure. It's true. You have an instant replacement. If I ever. <laughs> If, I if one of us gets sick and we can't record, we just know that Ben will be here. It's fine. If I ever fail to fulfill my duties as the third co-host, I have a replacement. My my vice co-host with all the hot takes about the yeah. car problems in this show. Yes. Uh, I mean, it's fine. Jesse, just remember, you know, how many... Okay, so we're, we've, we're eight episodes in. We only have... Um, 179 to go. Great. It's, it'll go by so fast. It will. It'll be so good. I promise. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anywho, anybody there else have be, anything else they want to say? Now, just as somebody who has watched the show several times through, there are, like, just to be perfectly blunt, there will be points in this series where you're, we're, we're probably going to have to convince you to keep going. Great. Mm-hmm. Because there, there are absolutely like, what was it? I think it was Jake having a baby. The yeah, last the end of last episode when I when I said, believe it or not, Jake being a teenage father is the least shocking thing that happens on this show. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't exaggerating. Nope. Like nope. not even close. And like yeah. even like the big moments on this show that are you know like shocking giant plot twists there are minor things that happen and like and i'm thinking of one thing specifically that doesn't happen until probably season seven that you're literally gonna sit there and your jaw's gonna be like i like on the floor like i cannot believe that that just happened oh yeah i know what yep yep. yeah you know exactly what i'm talking about yep (sighs) we all kind of did we were like wait what huh well they, they just did what Huh? Okay. I'm buckled up for it. And yeah. you know, and so and just so I'm aware and I and I just want to know like this is foreshadowing, but I just want to know you don't know Jesse kind of the trajectory of where the show goes, right? Like you yes. don't know. I okay, great. So my nothing. so 
I will we, just say we this. If we get that. anywhere, if we get anywhere, I want to make sure we get into season five because yeah. I want to see what happens when Jesse reacts from season four to season five. Oh, well, yeah. That's what Absolutely. I want. That's what I want more than anything else. We've established that I thought this show was the OC before yes. we started watching. <laughs> yes. So yes, did. I know nothing. Yeah. I know nothing. She knows Actually, nothing, Jon Snow. It's fine. I Call me Jon Snow. That's literally all. I just tapped out my Game of Thrones references. <laughs> same. 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 Uh, anyway, okay, cool. We got anything else, guys? Are we good? I'm okay, good. great. Well, let's wrap it up. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. As always, make sure to like, rate, subscribe, all that good stuff. Follow us on social media. Send us an email, all of that good stuff. All of those links will be in the descriptions of the podcast. And yeah, we will see you guys next week. Bye. 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 Bye.